Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? Welcome into The Flex. I am your host, Zach Lyons. You can follow me on Twitter at FWordsPod. We have Rob Greenlaw, Bob Law, Rob on Broadway on Twitter. We have Justin Graver, Graver, of course, of Titans Fraud Room. We are here to bring you the best fantasy advice in America. I, You know what? In the world. The fucking world. The Tell galaxy. The, ga- the Milky Way. I don't even know what's past the Milky Way, but we're good there, too. We're big. We're huge. We're massive. We got everybody coming in. We are going to be asking fantasy questions. We're going to be answering fantasy questions. We're going to tell you what we learned. Drop it in the chat. So here's what we're doing. A little bit different. So we're going to go and tell you what we learned. If you want to drop in on what you learned this week, feel free to go ahead. Remember, this is not safe for work. I've already been drinking. To the Kolsch, I know that Greenlaw's drinking. Probably not. Maybe I don't know. Truly, do we have a truly Greenlaw? I do. Behind me, I'll go grab it in a minute. Okay, and I know that uh, Justin is drinking as well. We will be joined by Ryan, so don't worry. I know all of his fans are here in the chat, probably wondering where Ryan's at. He had to reset his router. It's a raccoon problem. You know, we'll get into it. I'm sure it'll be a big thing when he joins in, but he will be here. So what we're going to do, we're going to tell you what we learned. We want to hear what you learned. Then we're going to go through our sit starts for all 16 games. And here's what we're going to do. I took a game. I got one sit, one start. And then we're going to go into the rotation. And then after the first four games, we're going to answer some questions. Then we're going to do another four games, answer questions. Another four games, answer questions. Another four games, answer questions. Boom. Full show, full on entertainment. So let's get started. Justin Graver, what did you learn? I learned that I'm not as good as I thought at predicting fantasy football outcomes, you know? Because sometimes you put all your chips in on, like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then in the game to go to the fantasy finals or playoffs, the Chiefs decide he was a little sick, we don't really like using this guy, we picked up Le'Veon Bell, so we're just going to roll with Le'Veon Bell, he's not going to be a viable fantasy starter either, though, so I guess where I'm going with this is the Chiefs running game, is non-existent for fantasy purposes. Patrick Mahomes is the captain of that offense. And if you had any hope that you would get a Kareem Hunt-like rookie year from Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which I did, then you were wrong. And that's what I've learned, is to not trust Andy Reid with running backs. I'll tell you what I learned, because I'll just piggyback off what you said. That even the so-called fantasy, or sorry, these so-called offensive football geniuses are fucking idiots. Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, both screwed me this week because Pimento Cheese Walrus fucking Andy Reid decided, like you said, to make Clyde Edwards Hilaire active for no reason. No fucking reason. And they get into these the the in the red zone and they have all these struggles, probably because you don't have your star running back back there. And you know, that could probably help. And then don't even get me started on Kyle Shanahan, who for whatever reason is just so infatuated with Jeff Wilson Jr. I am pretty sure he is Jeff Wilson Jr.'s father. 
(laughs) He may be actually Jeff Shanahan, but he, you know, Jeff, you know, Mike, uh, Kyle Shanahan just doesn't want to tell him yet. I don't know. It's utterly ridiculous. I am sick of running backs. I hate that Antonio Gibson got injured. Fuck it. And yes, it is a rerun rant, but it is what I learned this week. <laughs> I it still pains me, Jimmy. It still pains me. Thanks As for listening to F Words Pod, Jimmy. <laughs> okay. I, I would throw in uh Cliff Kingsbury into that offensive coaches that have no idea what they're doing because they don't get the ball to uh DeAndre Hopkins enough. It's unbelievable that you have possibly he's definitely a top three receiver in the league and he doesn't get the ball near enough force feed the guy. His route tree on the next-gen stats this past week were terrible. Like, so limited. He's not going vertical at all. It's it's pathetic. So, it like shame on you, Cliff Kingsbury. Is it because yeah. Kyler Murray can't see over the line? No, it's because his shoulder is screwed <laughs> Rerun up. Rerun joke, Jimmy. <laughs> it's because his shoulder is screwed up, which is a real thing. Uh-oh. We have an incoming plane. I'm going to go ahead and try to land this plane here. Let's see if we can do this without losing him immediately. And he has defeated here. the raccoons, and he's here. Yeah, so, Greenlaw, was that uh, what you learned? No, that's not what I learned. What okay, I what actually learn? learned. So, we have all, you know, given great advice this whole year, and I was—I just wanted to say, so proud of us, all four of us, making it to the playoffs in our fantasy league. You know, the one where we had listeners come in. Oh wait, Justin didn't make it, right? Oh, no. I thought you no, were the my... one who told us all off-season how you were you yeah. finished first, and then you don't go at, like past the first round in the playoffs. I thought wow. that was you. We're, we're changing things up. This, this, my team is terrible oh. in that league. My team is oh. maybe the worst oh. team I have in that league. So... I can't relate. Yeah, yeah wow. Well, congrats to the other three of us. Yeah, yeah, you guys have to wrap the show. I, I, I still have no clue how I made it in there. I thought I didn't play off some, for some reason. So I'm thinking I was eliminated, and I looked just this morning. I was like, oh, I'm in. Holy cow. <laughs> well, yeah. what so did you, you learn, got, Ryan? You got defeated by that, JG. <laughs> I learned that I made the playoffs in the fantasy football league. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know if y'all have covered it yet or not, but I also made the playoffs in every single league I participated in this this year. So. Well, okay. I didn't cover that because I forgot uh, to subscribe to your blog. Ooh. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. I'll make sure I write that after the show now. But what I also learned, Zach, Araya, is that I was right about Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, and you were not. Me too. And I would happen occasionally that, that you're wrong about something, but this is just the one time, and I'm going to gloat just a little bit about it, that I was right. Jalen Hurts was going to get the starting nod and take over for Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz sucks. And they had to see what Jalen Hurts could do for him, and that's what they're doing. But could they, and we talked about this uh, off air, but could they, they have picked the, the worst time? Could they have picked the worst time to start <laughs> Jalen Hurts versus the Saints? Oh my gosh. I, I want to throw Doug Peterson into our yeah, list well, of Peterson's offensive geniuses who are not offensive geniuses at all because A, give the ball to Miles Sanders more, please. What are you guys yeah. doing? Yeah. B, yeah, seriously. It's like, I get it. You need to change. You need to roll Jalen Hurts out there, see what you got with him. But like, you gotta. I feel like you gotta roll Carson Wentz as a sacrificial lamb one more time because putting Jalen Hurts out against the Saints defense, who are potentially the best defense in the league at this moment, going into Week 14, is a disaster waiting to happen. So Ryan, I'm glad you got your gloating out of the way. 
now because I definitely think that that chance will not exist next week. Well, I didn't say he wasn't going to die. I just said that he was never going to go to him. So Carson will still be playing in this game, is what you're telling me. JG's telling you that. I think they're going to they're going to they're going to stick with Jalen until no, he, they're going to stick with Jalen. Yeah, until he dies. Literally, yeah, that's what I'm crushed like like Drew Brees did. And then they may try to find their own Taysom Hill somewhere on the bench because oh, it's working for them. Let's try it. I mean, that's Jalen Hurts' ceiling, right? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> One can hope. Well, Ryan, but he didn't look that bad limited time. So I mean, it's it's whatever. I, I'm it's a spark. Sometimes these teams need it. You know, Ryan, do you want do you want to take over? your right so one thing we were going to talk about is just how the playoffs were going before we got to any kind of questions it is playoff time uh, out there in fantasy football and as we covered in the fantasy league did you did you say that you actually made it into the playoffs i made it in sleeper league League. i made it in sleeper league where i was punting this year by drafting a bunch of rookies and i ended up with tyreek hill and Devontae adams and dk metcalf those aren't the rookies i drafted but i ended up with the best trio of receivers in the league and they've carried me into the playoffs i too have punted because i have yet since week three to go back into that app and look at it. <laughs> you play all your leagues in sleeper. Not just one, actually, but the other oh. one, the, the oh, one no. important one. I don't check that one often because I'm I, rarely I, on sleeper. It took me forever to get used to like what counts as a win, what was a loss. I'd have to go look at scores and median scores. It's just, I, it's whatever. I'll play again. I did like the app and I thought it was very user-friendly it's just that it took me a while to figure out how, what, what place i was in i guess i made the playoffs i'm playing i'm playing jami in the uh first round i'm probably gonna get slaughtered because he's projected at 190 and i'm projected best i can do is 138 right now which is terrible in that league so we'll see what happens there i hope you beat him because then like you'll play throw. me right yeah yeah then you'll get an easy win so you better be rooting for me there um but like i said I did, my record the one that i put energy into every year i did finish first uh not, not a first in points so i didn't get the bonus money but i did finish first overall which is pretty good i get the bye week and then i've got a pretty easy matchup in the second round if it gets there or so i hope maybe some of those guys are, are listening and can rag me about that when i lose next week later but i think this is the first time and it's i gotta say thanks to you guys and your tutelage this year this is the first time I've made the pan- the fan- playoffs in all of my leagues that I participated in for the first time ever. I've always played in four or five leagues. I typically only make two or th- maybe three, not all of them. So this is this this feels good. How was everybody else in their playoff in their fantasy leagues? I barely made the playoffs, but I got knocked down from division champ because of three running backs going down. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah, I'm in the playoffs in all my leagues as well, so pretty happy. I still have two leagues that are going into the uh, uh, one more week. Hey, well, uh, well JG, you you. yeah, cool. I'm back. There you are. <laughs> it's off the rails, boys. So, uh, did you make the playoffs in yours, JG? I made the playoffs in my main league of record with the second most points for, and I did not make the playoffs in the league that I usually win, which is my family league. I actually got eighth place in that league, so I don't know what happened. I had Josh Allen all year. Thought that would be nice, but didn't work out. Justin Jefferson, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, Antonio Gibson. I mean, I had a stud team, but just didn't do it. Not the year for me. Not the year. We need some, we need some fantasy questions. I mean, we had a ton last week. We only got one so far this week. Well, 
Here's one. Is Christian McCaffrey ever going to play again? And also, I hate running backs. That's, that's that may be an understatement. It's, it's tight ends. I think in my my least favorite position in in, a, in fantasy. And we've we've covered that. Kick that position out of your league, hundred percent. Running backs are are definitely kind of an enigma in themselves. Just who's going to be good, who's not, and week to week. And you can't even like Zach. I heard him talking about earlier. You can't even count Clyde Edward Hilaire because what's Andy Reid going to do? Activate him and then just sit him on the bench the entire game. So it's just weird. But I think you've got a good question because here he is hurt again. And I think Curtis Samuel is is, is um, hurt as well. And this actually leads me into because this is one of the games I was going to cover. And I actually like Mike Davis in this game. If you if you have you have him on your bench or you have him, don't worry about McCaffrey. I don't think he's going to play. If he is, he's not going to be effective. So I like Mike Davis in this one. Just a little uh, spoiler or a, 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 a what do you call it? preview yeah why why don't we just jump right into this is this is one of my four games here so tampa bay carolina sorry that's not right go ahead ryan what was i talking about (laughs) oh my gosh what have you been doing tonight because i was like wait a minute why you don't host i have panthers so i i I, unless something's wrong here (laughs) no why don't you talk about that why don't we start there let's see yeah so So i I really do like mike davis like i said mccaffrey looks hurt and samuels (laughs) looks like he's banged up as well uh davis is going to be workhorse for the panthers in this one so as far as running backs go that's who i trust and i get and i'm kind of a two for here in the who i hate in this game that's drew Locke and jerry judy jerry judy has all but disappeared in this offense thanks to a lot of different things but mostly thanks to the emergence of tim patrick and i don't think that that connection between drew lock and tim patrick is going to go away anytime soon judy is now maybe the third fourth option in that passing game plus he's hurt plus he doesn't have the chemistry plus drew lock sucks so pick, pick your poison amen I, I i am not did y'all see that inter, that interception he threw that just threw it into open open field that Literally, the, he looked like he was – what was it, the Neil O'Donnell Super Bowl interception where he looked like he was on purpose throwing into the other team? I just I, – I don't I don't know what he's seeing. He, he's just not very good, and that's that's who yeah. I hate in this game, those two. A couple, a couple weeks ago, he said that half the time he throws the ball, as soon as the ball leaves his hands, he goes, oh, no. Like, that's not what you want to hear from your uh, franchise quarterback. So- I – was on the Drew Yeah, Lock and his mom has got to explain why he was saying and all that. So. Yeah, exactly. Buying in on that hype. And then I watched Drew Locke over the summer, his five starts, and I quickly jumped off the train. It was moving fast. I don't know if you guys were following the Drew Locke hype train this offseason, but it was like the super speed train they got in Japan or wherever. And I jumped off that train. It did not hurt, though, because Drew Locke is garbage. I don't know if it didn't hurt you because I know you do have some elbow problems. So let me say this. I have to say that this is probably the most disappointing offense in the NFL from a hype perspective. Like Justin was saying was that all everybody was talking about the hype, the hype train, this or that. It was the worst. Or I mean, it was supposed to be the best and now it's the worst offense ever. And I think it's atrocious. I knew the running backs were going to suck. But I didn't expect Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, and then of course Cortland Sutton got injured, and no fan. I mean, just an atrocious freaking offense. This Denver Broncos offense. I'm just, yeah, I'm sorely disappointed in this team. They're a team that if they add the right quarterback this offseason, they could make that jump really quickly from just a horrible, horrible team to a legitimate playoff contender. So they should but- trade for Carson Wentz. Yeah. No, but they have John Elway evaluating quarterbacks, so they're not going to make that move. 
But what uh, if they, they get are Matt Stafford? Go what if they get Matt Stafford? That would be nice. Or Matt Ryan. There's yeah. lots of Matt's going to be out there. On Matt the Stafford is very tall. Or Mac Prescott. What about him? Ooh, <laughs> I love that. Or Mac Jones. Yeah. Ooh. That is their type of guy, though. Mac Jones very much is their type of guy, and, and I, I fear for him. But would reuniting with Judy out there, so maybe maybe he'd get some love out there. So I want to see. Well, uh, JG, have you figured out what games you have on your slate just yet? I do have Tampa Bay. For some reason, Carolina and Tampa Bay, they play in the same division. They play a lot. So, like, if you're going to take a random guess at who Tampa Bay's playing. Took, I mean, you flipped the coin and you just were wrong. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, should oh, we go ahead. to what that like one then? Yeah. Minnesota Vikings play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Minnesota Vikings offense has really stepped up over the last few weeks, but if you look at who they've played, you might think, oh, that's why they've played well lately, because they played a bunch of terrible defenses. Like, the Packers' defense is not very good. They beat the Packers 28-22. The Lions' defense, before they fired Matt Patricia, terrible. The Bears' defense is decent, and they only put up 19 points. Cowboys, terrible, 28 points. Panthers, terrible, 28 points. Jacks, Jacksonville, terrible, 27 points. So, yeah, they're putting up points, but now they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So my long-winded rant here is to say as much has as much as Kirk Cousins has carried you over the last month, I know he's carried me when I lost some quarterbacks to injury, this is the week to bench him. So my sit for this game is Kirk Cousins against that Bucks defense. I know we watched... Patrick Mahomes light them up, but that's because for some reason they decided to sit Carlton Davis on Tyreek Hill and man coverage. I do think Adam Thielen is a viable play. Adam Thielen has more wide receiver one games than anyone else besides Adams, Hopkins, and Tyreek Hill this year. So Thielen's always going to be a safe start, but Kirk Cousins, no thanks. And when we look at who we're starting in this game, I actually think Ronald Jones is going to have a game here. I know it's like the most unpredictable play in the history of fantasy football, what the Bucks are going to do with their running backs, but last week he only had nine carries. He did a lot with them. He only had one catch. He took it 30 yards for a touchdown. Leonard Fournette only had three carries. I know it's like so hard to figure out what they're going to do with those running backs, but I actually feel good about Ronald Jones this week. Or if, if you're in a bind and you were choosing between, let's say, Ronald Jones and Devontae Booker, okay? Devontae Booker is going to get the start again. Who do you, And it's single elimination, and it's playoffs. Who are you starting? Uh, well, see, Ryan. it's tough. <laughs> Ryan, you answer. <laughs> uh, Ronald Jones, because I wasn't too impressed with Booker last week, and just just that's my gut feeling, and I don't love it at all. But I just, I just, I, it seems whenever you want to start doubting Ronald Jones, he's going to have a big game, right? So, and but you're I believing think, in uh, him right now, which means he's going to be pretty bad. You got to no, no, doubt no, him I'm right, right now. I'm right, he's going to be good. I've been right three times when Jones is going to be good this season. <laughs> you also have to think about the Colts with Buckner and Autry back in that lineup are a pretty tough run defense, and it's not like the Raiders are just going to be able to bull over them. Yeah, I would take Jones too right. in this matchup. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I think that Justin Jefferson is legit. And I think Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen can really – they're elevating Kirk Cousins. It's not the other way around, right? So I think they can make a little bit of noise, and I may uh, sneakily pick uh, the Viking, put some money down the Vikings money line right here. I don't hate that at all. I think yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Do it. I just think so the Bucks defense is, is tough. Is it a night game and Tom's going to go to bed early? 
It is not a night game, so you are definitely missing out on that advantage. No, this is a noon game. So that's the only thing I'll say is that Tom Brady has been pretty good in non-night games this year for whatever reason. So I don't know if I trust anything Minnesota Vikings just because Tampa Bay and Tom Brady have been pretty good during day games, and in games they're supposed to they're supposed to win during those day games. That's the only thing I'd caution there. But you know, bet what you want, and let me let me see your winning slips because I never have the guts to bet any of that crap. So, uh, Greenlaw, what game do you have? Uh, I'll start off with Chiefs Dolphins. Uh, both of my players, my start and my sit, are from the Dolphins side of this because I think you can safely start almost everybody you have on the, the Chiefs offense. So my start uh, is Miles Gaskin. I, it's been noted I love Miles Gaskin. His first game back from IR, he had 23 touches, and he gets to face the Chiefs' defense run defense that's not very good. Uh, they're giving up about 20 points a game to running backs, and Gaskin's getting almost every single touch as as a running back. So he's my guy. He's been my guy the whole season. I'm excited to activate him off of IR and uh, get him into my lineup. And then my sit is Mike Gusecki. I know he just blew up last week, and that's part of the reason why I'm sitting him is he – has not really had these consistent back-to-back games. Uh, Chiefs are middle of the pack against tight end, so I'm not super confident in him as your go-to guy in the first round of the playoffs. I like it. I, I think it's a good one. I think it's going to be a very interesting game because are the Dolphins legit? This is their chance to show it, right? I mean, versus a good Kansas City Chiefs defense, I... I'll say this, this Tua, this Tua business is a little shaky. I don't know about that. And I, I'll, I'll say this. I I would heavily bet in favor of the Chiefs doing whatever the hell they want. So are the Chiefs in a bit of a funk here or what? No, I just think that I know that their red zone offense is not that good. But I, and what, this I, just, is another I thing. just think they're, they're kind of like, I think they're kind of like, you know, driving with their eyes closed. I agree. It but feels they like gotta they're take coasting the, a little bit. But it they got to like go get coasting. the one seed. They can get the one seed now that Pittsburgh lost. It's they're crazy to me. I also think they realize they're good enough. They don't have to bring their A game to every single game. They can bring their C game and beat a lot of teams. So do we think Andy Reid is just messing with opposing coach? I, this Chiefs red zone offense is like, they get inside the 20-yard line and forget they have Patrick Mahomes. They're, like, trying to run all these stupid reverse things. Like, there's, like, all this crazy misdirection trick play nonsense. It's like, just let Mahomes drop back and dot up the other team. I don't get what they're doing in the red zone. But they failed to cover the spread in four straight games, despite winning all four of those games. Favored by a 7.5-7 seven seven now here in this game against Miami. And I feel like... Miami's defense is legit, and they're going to give the Chiefs some problems, especially in the red zone. They're not going to let Tyreek Hill beat them deep. Remember, Brian Flores was part of those Belichick defensive teams that 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 go through and take away a team's most you know important offensive weapon. I mean, what do you take away on the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes, impossible, right? But still, I, I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game than you think, and that can lead to less fantasy points. Maybe, but I think yeah. for Tyreek Hill, like the opportunity is still going to be there. He's had like 10 plus targets. He had 18 targets a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he's still going to have so many targets. He's going to be an absolutely must start and probably your highest score. 
the only thing I'll say about Dasek uh, not starting him is that he and Tua, like Tua looks for him, especially in the red zones. That's the only thing that scares me. And, and as you can see with these tight ends, I know we're not doing our typical sit-start rules, but he doesn't have to do much. He just has to catch that one touchdown. And he's having a productive day for a tight end. Unless your name's Darren Waller, then go off. I mean, Jesus, Pete's. Knock me out. Knock me I, out family league. I had him in three fantasy leagues. I was playing against him. I just, yeah. that's brutal. I would have made, okay. made the playoffs in that league. I always dominated if he had not had 50 points. 50. Yeah, the, the thing about Gusecki is that he went to 11 targets this past week, which is obviously amazing. But then the previous five games, he only had five targets apiece. So, it's it seems like an outlier game versus uh this is the new norm for mike so what's the difference in the games was this because i remember two weeks ago Tua struggled had hurt got benched right and then or something like that this was Tua's first game back maybe he's retooling and trying to look for different options because he was kind of struggling a little bit going away maybe i, I mean it's not like they played amazing defenses the past couple weeks they played the jets before this past game and the bronco broncos before that Broncos Fair enough. Who okay. held the Chiefs to what? How many points did Chiefs score? 19 or something? 22? Chiefs only scored 22 on Denver. Okay. That's enough on the Miami. That's enough on the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to blow it out, blow them out, start your Chiefs players with confidence, and maybe uh, roll with Mike, maybe don't. I'm not sure. Zach, I think you've got the uh, Rams and the Patriots. I got the last one. It's the Thursday night football game. Are you guys ready for some defensive fucking contest because this is going to be a low scoring game this is going to be the most one of the most boring <laughs> fucking games you'll ever watch it is my sit is the entire rams offense do not start one single person if you're in the fantasy playoffs it does not it's not worth the risk because you should start the new england defense the new england patriots defense is back baby They've allowed 15 points per game over the last four weeks to uh, teams, including zero to the Los Angeles Chargers. They put an extreme butt-whooping on Anthony Lynn, who should have already gotten fired, because at this point, that's it. That was the nail in the coffin. You lose 45-0, to zero, you deserve to be fired. They're the sixth-best team versus quarterbacks. They're the fourth-best team versus wide receivers, and they're kind of middle of the road versus the running backs but they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher since week seven. And I know that in week eight, they allowed 80 yards to both Bills running backs, but since then, they have clamped down on these running backs. It is done. And they have had Jared Goff's number. He's played him twice, and he's thrown one touchdown in two games with three interceptions, and each game he's been sacked four times. So that's eight sacks already. So you can guarantee that he's going to get sacked four times this game. And speaking of the Rams offense, which running back is it going to be? Who gives a shit because they're all going to get clamped down? Woods and Cup are so up and down, they have no true, true deep threat to beat this defense over the top. It's just going to be a long, boring game. And But if you're one of those guys that likes the defensive, you know, field goal kind of game, this is your jam because this is going to be what it is. Frustrating. Yeah. No, thank you. And so the Rams under this until last week. Last week was the first game that a Rams game went over the game total in like over a month. Their defense has also been good. So yeah, yeah, and and they're worse at home, but they're still good at home. Yeah, 
I was going to say is that even though they're worse at home, they're not bad. I mean, they're still pretty good defense. So it's just, this is going to be a mess of a game. I think the belts are going to have them ready to go on the other side as well. It's just, I, I don't have confidence. It's probably a game I'm, I'm going to find other stuff to do. I'll probably be working on my film work during this game, just not paying much attention to it. It's just not ugh, whatever. Speaking of film work and speaking of questions, we do have a, a question in the chat and Zach, I, I think you're, I think you're uh, you're eliminated from answering this question. No, no, Zach should be the only one to answer. Yeah, I really I should be. I, yeah, well, okay, that's fine. Then her, Mike Herndon asked, Ayuk, Higgins, or Pittman with a chance to beat Zach in our fantasy playoffs? Um, go for it. I don't yes. think it really fucking matters because you're going to win. Oh, that's the worst <laughs> trash talk I've ever heard. Yeah, it's not going to be good trash talk. I I am limping into the playoffs after a disastrous. The the injury bug finally caught up to me after after a pretty clear week uh, or clear season. And so I have no Antonio Gibson. Never know what Raheem Mostert's going to do. Uh, Ceh could get the butt flu again. I don't know what's going to happen with my my freaking running backs. And then I'm a little worried that Deontay Johnson drops McGee is going to see less snaps because Chase Claypool hasn't been seeing enough snaps. I'm on shaky ground, and I was feeling really good until this last week. And he's got Derrick Henry going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I know that the Browns are going up against the Ravens, so Nick Chubb should have a good game against them. I just don't see myself winning, so I don't think it really matters. I think Higgins versus um, the Cowboys, Cowboys is pretty good, but I think Brandon Ayuk is the sneaky play. Yeah, I like Brandon Ayuk in this matchup as well, just because it seems like he's really coming on. The problem is that Washington defense is tough, man. I don't like They've playing really guys against good. the Washington defense. And Nick Mullins, I don't trust him to be good against a good D-line. That seems like the exact type of matchup that he gets destroyed in. So I actually kind of like Michael Pittman. I don't think you're giving enough credit to the third most passing yards leader in the NFL after 13 games. Nick is Nick Mullins. So give the guy a little bit of respect. He's only behind Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Luck through 13 games. So just give him his due. Brandon Ayuk is obviously like matchup proof. So there you go, Mike. <laughs> there's your answer good luck again zach hope you beat his ass anyway <laughs> no faith i did beat zach him early in the season popular. but i mean he didn't have nick chubb at that point yeah and deontay johnson man and speaking of like how awful is that when your head coach comes out after the game and says well if guys can't catch the ball we're going to be moving on to people who can't yeah. that's not scared. a very i guess i guess who has deontay johnson guys um not mike <laughs> this guy <laughs> So you mentioned there uh, in that he's got Derrick Henry, and I want to go to that game next for myself. I've got the Tennessee Titans and Jackson Jaguars. And Derrick Henry seems like an easy one because, I mean, he always has big games with the Jags, and I think he's going to break off some long ones. He's a no-brainer to start in this one. But I actually like Corey Davis as well. Uh, Corey Davis has really come on here recently. I know he's just coming off one of the best games, if not the best games of his career. But I don't. I, he's been kind of having this momentum throughout the season. He's been really good. And I think the Tannehill is really starting to trust Corey Davis. So I would roll with Corey Davis in a lot of leagues. And that's probably not the popular thing because I know that, that A.J. Brown is the one that a lot of people want to pick out of the Titans receiving core. I would I would roll with Corey Davis because I think he's going to be the one that gets the targets and gets the play in this one. I think he's going to have another 100-yard game with a touchdown or two. And my sit, I hate 
Stay away from the Titans defense. That should be a no-brainer, but don't do it. Don't talk yourself into it. They're going to give up 30 points to the Jaguars. They're just going to beat them 45 to 30 is the thing. And they're going to give up a lot of points, and it's going to be a mess. They're they're completely untrustworthy at this moment. Thanks, boys, though. I'm very concerned that Zach is just setting up. I'd be worried about that too, Mike. (laughs) Listen, when I call it, I call it. Because there was a game this week uh, earlier in this league of record and all that my opponent had left was a kicker. And I said, can't wait for this kicker to go off for 20 points and beat me. No, it was uh, Tyler Lockett. It was Tyler Lockett. I said, I can't wait for Tyler Lockett to go off for 40 points and beat my ass. And sure enough, he did. That was his three-touchdown game. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It was – I know. I, I just know. I just know what's going to happen. I could predict my fantasy luck. Yep. And another thing, one other thing about the Titans game before we move on is – John Smith has just absolutely disappeared in this offense. He's gone from, we had a kind of offline chat about, should you be dropping John Smith for certain tight ends? And the answer was a lot more unclear than I would have liked because we were all high on John Smith, but he has absolutely disappeared in this Titans offense. He's not being looked to. He's not out in routes. I mean, Swain is getting more targets than John Smith is in the game. You know, I know, I know John was out, but just even before that, he has the injury. I'm not sure if he comes back, he's going to be any productive. So, I mean, just I, I'm not confident in the Titans I, tight end. Yeah, I did drop him was the end result of that because in a playoff matchup, I can't count on him to do anything. So you know what's crazy? Who did you drop him for? Logan Thomas. You know what's crazy is that he still is tied for first among all tight ends in total touchdowns with eight, yeah. but – I mean, he didn't play last week. Well, he that's, no... the thing, though. that's the thing. He, he catches one for a touchdown. That's all he does. He's one reception for a one yard touchdown. That's his, that's his MO. If he doesn't get that, it's a, it's a zero burger. It's Is he healthy and back this week? I he was, was limited today. He was limited and who knows what happens there. So I just, I just don't trust it. Even if he yeah. was healthy, I, I, I don't think I would rely on that in your first round playoff game when you need, I mean, in the tight end position, if you're going to have it, you need something out of that position. So if you're going to go with a guy, go with someone who's getting more targets a game right now. Yeah. I, I think how Ferkser's a better play, even though Ferkser didn't, didn't do shit. This, well, he had some cleanup time for sure. But, you know, um, I would trust Ferkser more. Or he's probably available in Wayne's. I'd, I'd trust Swain more. It just it's just that's where I am with John Smith right now. Yeah. I, so. I would not pick up uh, Jason Swain or whatever his, his name is. I would not pick up that guy and start him. Wayne Swain, neither one of them. Don't do it. No, no. Just so you know about Johnny Smith, he has only has three touchdowns in seven career games versus the Jaguars. Two of those three came in the last game. This year, week two. Yeah. Before he got injured, right? Right. So mm-hmm. That was before he got injured. So it's probably a safe play not to uh, not to play Johnny Smith traditionally. It's, I'm not taking this. This comes hot on the heels of me like fighting with somebody on Twitter about John Smith, about how I, Titans have to bring him back for all he does. And all he does is not, you know, prove me right. So thanks, Johnny. I appreciate it. <laughs> After I had your back. So uh, green, let's go to you. Your next game, the Texans and the bears. Who do you love? Who do you hate in that matchup? Oh, I love the Frankenstein of running backs. I love David Montgomery. We've talked about him before. Uh, he's just amazing. He possesses all these elite qualities. He's back to back 20 point games, uh, coming into this one and he gets to face a Houston run defense that's horrible so I this feels like a, a home run pick in DFS it feels like a good pick uh, in your regular fantasy for the playoffs I sidebar as we were talking tight ends I like Cole Komet also here he's now out targeting and out snapping Jami Graham 
Uh, and he's got over 10 points the last two games. So I, I like him as a sneaky play here. Uh, Man, I've, I've totally missed that. A, that is a good sneaky thought. play. Yep, I like him. Uh, and then on the, my sit side, David Johnson. He stinks. He's always stunk. But they he's coming back from injury, and the Texans are, for whatever reason, trying to make it a point to make him a focal point of the offense now that he's back, even though they're throwing the ball all over everybody. I'm not buying it. I still think they want to throw the ball more, and I don't think he's going to be effective against a really good Bears defense. Hey, now, he's clearly worth a wide receiver one that's a generational talent. Clearly. Well, yeah, he's worth a DeAndre Hopkins, especially the way that Cliff is using him. Well, yeah, now, I mean, yeah, for sure. But maybe they'll wake up out there in Arizona. You can only hope. Yeah. See that route train the last few games? Good grief. Talk about not using your your weapons you have in your arsenal. Holy crap. Yep. Yeah, we you already talked about that. When you were when Mr. Mr. Internet, we already it was talked during about that the raccoon uprising. I'm sorry, raccoons were David Johnson will get I a bet. touchdown. That's what he does. David Johnson is fantasy relevant just because he could be an RB2. You have to start David Johnson. You can't sit David Johnson. I mean, we saw it versus the Colts. He still got touchdowns. He's and like you said, they want to make him a thing. And Duke Johnson sucks. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah. definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. No well, speaking, you, you brought him up there, the Colts. The Colts have the Raiders this week. Uh, JG, who do you like in that game? So, I don't know if you guys were watching the Raiders uh, barely beat the Jets, but they allowed these random running backs that I've literally never heard of in my life to run rampant all over them. I mean, you guys watch this game. It's like this guy with Ty Johnson or something. I mean, three guys I never heard of just running all over the Raiders. So, that with that preface... My start and my love this week is Jonathan Taylor. Do I think Jonathan Taylor is a good player? Not really. But for some reason, the Colts love him. He had a nice big long touchdown against the Houston Texans last week. And I think that you can play him against a Raiders defense that doesn't even know how to, how to stop a running back. On the other hand, I'm sitting Derek Carr. I know Derek Carr had a pretty great game last week, but this Colts defense is legit. They got their front guys back. Josh Jacobs didn't practice. I don't know what Derek Carr is without Josh Jacobs, although Vic Tafur of The Athletic is reporting, this is a quote, The Athletic has learned that the Raiders expect Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, and somebody, Trent Brown, to play this week. So apparently they expect them all to play. That could be big. Oh, second Trent Mike. Brown would be big. <laughs> Trent Brown would be huge. But the Colts' defense, Jonathan Taylor against the Raiders' defense, it seems just like a bad matchup for Las Vegas, who can't stop the run to go against a team that only wants to run. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, but they only want to run with shitty-ass running backs. So, I mean, you got to worry about Naheem Hines, right, on the same offense because they like to feed him the ball and get him in some creative situations as well, especially against these these types of defense who struggle with running backs out of the backfield. So that would be my only worry with, with picking Taylor. Woo, if Josh Jacobs comes back, this man's doing a big old naked happy dance all around the house. So last week, in a, game's over. That'll be a different I, stream. I, <laughs> That's going to be Zach's only fans. I think the uh, game flow, it, uh, Naheem Hines is game flow dependent. And last week in a game they were mostly leading against Houston, it was Taylor, 13 carries, 91 yards. Wilkins, five carries for 12 yards, horrible. And Naheem Hines, six carries for 10 yards, horrible. And I said Jonathan Taylor ran for a long touchdown. I was incorrect. He caught a pass and ran it that 39 yards. Don't so start tricking yourself into believing Jonathan Taylor is a thing. 
I'm not, but in this matchup, I think he he can have a pretty good game. I'd like to make a Broadway bet. A Broadway bet, baby. I bet that Jonathan Taylor will finish outside of the top 24 running backs in PPR. He's he's an easy top 24 running back this week. Okay. That's that's bold. Broadway bet. Put it in stone. Boom. Boom. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll get that locked in. So let's move on to our next game then. And two fan bases that I hope both – I hope they tie. I really do. In the Bills and the Steelers, they both like to cry for different reasons. Uh, Eric Ebron's probably going to cry about missing some other or, – or joining some other family party due to cancellations. I can't really figure him out. He either hates missing family things or he, he hates that he has to go to family things. I really don't know. But this game, I just hope they both lose somehow. I don't even hope they tie. I hope they just both lose. That would be great if they could do that. So, um, who's got it? Zach, give us somebody you like in this. Good luck. I'm giving you a double start. I I switched it up. I don't really have a sit. I don't really have a sit. And here's Remember when why. you told us we couldn't do that earlier? No, you said you said no rules. Start <laughs> no, Josh Allen. You, you, you personally did say no. You said not that. about that. Out of yeah. completely out of context. Start Josh Allen. Okay. <laughs> start Chase Claypool. And here's why. The Steelers' defense couldn't get one damn turnover versus the Washington football team. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Steelers? Mike well, Tomlin? You kidding me? No. TJ Watt. Dupree. TJ Watt that- suck my dick. He needs to go and get himself a meatball sub and beef up if he's going to go and try and do there that There was stuff. that one was play it? where Alex Smith you like had the- I let you talk throughout your old stupid thing. Almost fumble. Yeah, yeah. I went on. I'm Josh you. Allen is currently sitting at the number four quarterback spot with seven weeks as QB1. It will be eight this week because this is a QB1 kind of day. The Steelers suck. The Bills are the ninth worst team versus fantasy running backs. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, this must get changed. My start was uh, James Conner, by the way. Uh, Starting James Conner switched when I was going to say Chase Claypool, but... I like the Chase Claypool one because of that whole Deontay Johnson drops McGee, time to be benched, whatever. The Bills are the ninth worst team versus fantasy running backs, giving them 19.3 points per game. James Conner's back. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. That's who you need to roll with. And let me say this. If James Conner is not back, you sit Benny Snell because he sucks. (laughs) Benny Snell sucks. You sit Anthony McFarlane. All of them. They, They both suck. And here's the key stat to watch, though. Key stat to watch. Bill's defense has nine turnovers over the last four games. Wow. And Titans fans could really use the Steelers beating the Bills here, give Titans that three seed. And people who bet on the Dolphins to win the NFC East when they were big plus money could also use that. So let's go Steelers. Uh, well, that's exactly what's not going to happen because Titans fans want it to happen. That's Absolutely, I don't know if you guys read if you guys read Mike's article on Broadway Sports this week, but he basically recapped how every single thing that would have benefited the Titans this week did not happen. The opposite yeah. happened. Every single one happens all the time. Yep, life of a Titans fan. Where are we going next? So we typically would go to a question, but nothing's coming in. But I've got I've got to figure out something to do in my my flex for. Uh, <laughs> One of my playoff leagues here because I've got Antonio Gibson, who I had been lucky enough to put in the flex all season. And if, yeah, exactly. I just, it's an awful timing. My other running backs are Joe Mixon, who's, I think, deceased. 
Uh, but I do have Giovanni Bernard, but that's my question. He's going to go up against Dallas. Would you feel confident in Giovanni Bernard to put him in as, as the flex or try to pick up something off the waivers? Because After really what I saw last him. night, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I saw you know, Gio could be a, a top 12 running back versus the Dallas Cowboys yeah. defense. If Zach feels confident in David Johnson producing, you can absolutely feel confident in Gio Bernard producing against the Cowboys. My goodness. Yeah, no question. What's yeah, your other good. option, Ryan? Uh, a tight end. <laughs> yeah, you always put in the running no. back over the tight end. I, I, I could flirt with C.D. Lamb uh, versus Cincinnati. Hmm. This Cowboys-Beagles game is going to be – got to bet the over, right? <laughs> it's Don't you have to bet the over? Uh, maybe. Both offensive – these are two worst offensive – well, Eagles are really bad. No. These are two of the worst offensive lines. Yeah, but it doesn't matter league. because both the defenses suck. True. Oh, we have True. an we actual have quest, question that came in. Robbie Here Anderson or Jay Taylor at the flex? You get a flex. So I'm leaning a little bit towards Robbie Anderson here just because everybody else on the Panthers is either dying or dead. They have DJ Moore, who's got COVID. They have Curtis Samuel. You said something was up with him. Christian McCaffrey has, has a, what, a shoulder, a thigh thing, a thigh thing now? I, yes, I tightened up on him or something. Yeah, so all of their options are gone except for Robbie Anderson. So it feels like it's going to be a let's force feed Robbie Anderson game. Uh, it is a tough matchup with the Broncos, although A.J. Bouye just got popped for, for Roy's, PEDs, yeah. So He got the Will Fuller treatment. Did the drugs. Yeah. He did them. So, yeah, that's possibly good. I, I, Me personally, you know, I'm a big Jay Taylor fan this week. We just talked about it. But I could see rolling Robbie Anderson, especially if it's a PPR league, because you can't expect Taylor to get a lot of catches, and they love running those little screens to Anderson. Yep. So. That's exactly what I was going to say. PPR, Robbie Anderson, standard, probably lean towards Jonathan Taylor. Right. And, and especially if, like, are you the higher seed? Are you the better team? Do you think you're going to win? If so, I would roll Taylor because I think you get a more safe, like, 8 to 12. But if you're like, I need to shoot for the moon here, then you go with Robbie Anderson. Ooh, he catches a 70 yard. Yeah. Also, because of the Colts, you know, usage with running backs, Robbie Anderson's definitely the safer play here. Hurricane Lou, does the past weekend's results guarantee a heavier dose of Henry down the stretch? Good point, because we've talked about if they if the Titans were going to start winning and, and clinch some things early, maybe you're going to see less Henry. But now you're in a situation where they still have to win a lot of these games. So I think that at least versus the Jags, I think you're the, through this first round, you're going to see a ton. And in the next round as well, just because of how everything's matching up and who they're having to play. So, yeah, I think you're going to get a very heavy dose of Derrick Henry in these two playoff weeks. I think also the next three – yeah, because you play such bad run defenses, you have to run the ball against them. I think that yeah. is more of the, the narrative here than the game against Cleveland. I don't think it matters if, the attempts as much as the yards. And these these mm-hmm. teams that he's going to be playing, like I said last week, he's going to give up more yards per carry, per attempt. And it's not really going to matter. So, you know. Yeah, and, and if you, even if they – do want to lighten his workload at some point down the stretch because they lost. I don't think that happens before week 17, nope. if at all. So I think you're good for the fantasy play. I don't, I think good. now week 17 being a rest your starters kind of game is off the table. They have to the go Colts three. No, yeah. The Colts have an equally easy schedule ahead of them. Yeah. They have to win the next three games if they want that to be even a possibility. Otherwise it's not going to happen. Yep. 
Yeah, so I think we all agree with it. I think Henry's going to be a pretty safe bet down the stretch here to, to be used as normal. And that was in question, so that's not a bad question because there were some some – I'm going to use the word question again. There were some some thoughts out there that maybe that wasn't going to be the case. So thank you for the question there, Hurricane Luke. Great name, by the way. Um, we need some biscuit back in here, too, speaking of great names. Uh, but let's move on to another game here. I've got the card. Ken Boner. We need Ken Boner. In Ken here. Boner. Honor Boner. <laughs> Chelsea Boren refused to say his name. I was like, no, I had to. You have to, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say it. I did. Say Boner, Dick. It's a anyway. Boner. <laughs> he did. I got half naked women up on the TV. Half naked yeah, exactly. So. I warned that this was not safe for work, by the way. Oh, oh, I forgot to do something in an introduction. Go to the three little dots or whatever at the bottom of your screen as you're watching this and share. Sharing. We need the shares. Let's sure, get this. Sure. We want to do this live every week. Uh we just want we're ready to rock and roll. We want to hang out, and, and and this may devolve into like just a, ask us general football questions too. Screw it, we'll we'll just we'll go ham, man. I'm I all wouldn't ask this crew general football questions. We're long winded. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I got the Giants and the Cardinals and a big Wayne Gallman fan the last few weeks just because of usage, and he hasn't. He's 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 proved me right a little bit. I'm actually getting the feeling to stay away from him this week. And I, I don't like him because of how this game matches up, and I don't like what the possible game flow could be. Yes, he is the top option still, and he's not having many competitions for 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 touches and for all that. But I just think that the Cardinals are going to figure it out. They're going to know that the Gallman's really the only option right now for the Giants on offense. And, I, I yeah, that means Gallman's going to be the weak 13-lean rusher. But I'd stay away. The, the Cardinals are going to go bombs over Baghdad and you really air it out. And the Giants are going to be forced to go to other things to try to keep up in this game and, and when they're trying to desperately hold on to their place in the East. Well, they have, throw- they have Daniel Jones coming back, who is the Ryan Tannehill of uh, football over in the NFC. No, Let me no. just say something for you guys. I got three numbers. The first number, 16. The second number. 135. That's how many carries and how many yards Wayne Gallman had. The third number, 8.4. That's how many yards per attempt this dude averaged against the Seahawks, who have a pretty good, I mean, their pass defense has been garbage all year, but their run defense has been among the, it's the top 10 DVOA run defense all season. This guy was the That's leading fine. rusher of week 13. Wayne Gallman. Seahawks are a myth right now. The Seahawks are a mess right now. Why wasn't Wayne Gallman something two two years ago when I drafted him and had him? Why wasn't Wayne Gallman something last year after I picked him up when there were injuries? Fuck Wayne Gallman. He only deserves the worst in his life. Because there is no Joe Judge. Obviously, players coach Joe Judge. Everybody loves this guy. Yeah, but you just said Daniel Jones is coming back, right? Well, Wayne Gallman was also doing a lot of this without Daniel Jones. I just think this is going to be a different look to the the Giants. I just don't like it. If you've been riding Wayne Gallman your whole way to get to the fantasy playoffs, you feel good about benching him this week? <laughs> you are playing with fire if you've been riding Wayne Gallman into your fantasy playoffs. Let me tell you that much. Well, the only league I was using him, I was I was locked up in first place two weeks ago, so I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gallman, week 13. I would have a hard time back. starting Wayne Gallman against the Arizona Cardinals defense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, that's on point. I, I think that I, on the flip side of this is I'm I'm all in on Kyler Murray, even though it hadn't been great, and the Giants been really good here recently. But I you, wouldn't be. I but told a guy to steal Kyler Murray last week, by the way, and he did not do it in our league of record. I said to beat Mike, by the way, 
And he would have beat Mike if he would have set Kyler Murray and started any other fucking quarterback out there. Yeah, but that's the thing. I get all that, but I think the Cardinals have got to figure out they're doing something wrong and 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 come back around to beat the Giants and, and come with their A game. Plus, the Giants, who have been pretty good against quarterbacks here recently, if you look at the list of who they played, Wentz, whatever body Cincinnati's throwing out there in Seattle with whatever they're doing right now, and who knows? Like I said, they're a mess. I just don't think the Giants – I think it's kind of a false rating that they're getting against against passers, especially here lately. And I just – I just I get this feeling. Guys, I, I, I told you this in the past couple of weeks in, in this season season that when I get these feelings I just kind of write them and they've been more right than wrong they're not always right but I just have a feeling about Kyler so Murray you're in on Kyler this week right this week That's just this week good because I, I mean, have him so I hope you're right because he's been horrible ever since I you can yell at me later I was thankful for him he's been terrible I think I think me and Justin talked about this when it was just us off air you have to look at the trends. It's like everybody thinks that the Patriots are still this crappy defense when they've been on fire lately and I I think that Kyler Murray's shoulder injury is a big deal, but I also think this New York Giants defense is bought in to Joe Judge and like like Wayne Gallman apparently is. But we've seen a defense that's bought in at the right time to their coaching staff. We've seen it here personally in Tennessee. This is that moment. I don't know if the New York Giants aren't as legit as people think they may not be talent wise and on paper, but fantasy wise, they've not been that terrible all year. There's been a couple times where I've rolled out New York giants defense. I'd be very careful about this, particularly because of the shoulder injury with Kyler. Although he's been off the injury report now, and hopefully that means his rushing attempts will go up because that's why he was a fantasy viable quarterback in the first place was because he was rushing all around the place. It was never all about his, his arm. It's so cute when he runs. <laughs> just a little baby out there, just running, head bobbing back and forth. All right, so we mentioned the, the Seahawks there, and they've got a monster of a matchup. I don't know how weak, even though they are a mess. They've got the, the, the Jets, guys, and that's going to be – I'm kidding, of course. I'm, I'm rooting for the Jets and Gase to go 0-47 as long as they want to employ that man. How he still has a job and still gets jobs is amazing to me. But, uh, Greenlaw, what do you think about that game as far as fantasy players and fantasy positions? Well, you talked about Wayne Gallman the, the last game, and because of that I'm saying maybe you start Ty Johnson in this game because if Wayne Gallman's able to do it, I think Ty Johnson might be able to only if Frank Gore is out. If Frank Gore is in, do not play Ty Johnson because Adam Gase loves to run 50-year-old Frank Gore out there and get zero yards per carry. So only, only if Frank Gore is out, then you can plug in Ty Johnson, who maybe you picked up off the waiver wire. I mean, they got gashed by the ghost of Alfred Morris and Wayne Gallman last week. I don't, I don't understand it at all. So I guess if there's a start for the Jets, it'd be Ty Johnson. And my sit is every single Jets wide receiver. Um, I, I don't, I, I wow. don't know if uh, Mim- everything we've talked about, this is kind of big. Well, it is big because Seattle stinks against against pass defenses. However, they haven't given up a touchdown to wide receivers in the past four weeks. So, I'm thinking the if Jets are trash. I I know, and the Jets are really really bad. So if they're if they're not giving it up to the previous four games, maybe they don't give it up here. They give up a ground touchdown, but I I don't like Perriman. 
Mims, I think, missed practice today for personal reasons. So I'm, maybe he's not playing on Sunday. All Jets wide receivers, Crowder, all of them, I'm out on them. It's a good point by Hurricane in the chat. Hopefully you don't have Jets that you're relying on the fantasy playoffs. That's just true. That's very grimy true. world you'd live in at that point in time. Good and grief. I think Freddie Williams brings up a great point of Russell Wilson has dropped off so big lately in fantasy at the worst possible time, and it's been a stretch of bad games. It's not just been, you know, one or two games here or there. It's been a stretch of bad games, and I'm a big Russell Wilson guy. I've I've always liked him since he got drafted, and in the last few years in fantasy, he's been one of my main targets. I am so glad I missed out on Russell Wilson in almost every league I'm in because much like Lamar Jackson has bit me in the ass this year, that'd be biting me in the ass at the worst possible time. And it's like Russ is doing the reverse Russ. Because I feel like throughout yeah. his career, yep. the Seahawks always start slow. And Russ is like QB 13 through seven weeks. And then all of a sudden, the Seahawks are like, oh, shit, we're three and five. We got to go on a run here. And like Russ starts airing it out. He finishes a top five quarterback. And the Seahawks are amazing. But this year, maybe because they started letting him cook, they're having the opposite. They're going on the opposite trajectory. So they got to turn things around. Yeah. Maybe this so game against the Giants was a wake-up game, but... So that that's why that, the game against the Giants is why he's not my sit here because I think he has to bounce back against the Jets who are just awful. But I do think that the Seahawks are going to not let Russ cook as much. They're going to try to – Pete Carroll wants to just grind you into dust, run the ball down your throat. I think they're going to get a little bit, bit back to that, but I don't think this is the game you sit Russ because it's against the Jets. Amen. Yeah, so let's go on to two more games real quick, then we'll get to some questions. Hopefully there's more in the chat as well. I see one we can get to, but we'll go through some games. Falcons, Chargers, Graver, go. We are all in, back in on Justin Herbert. Last week, his worst game of his entire career, obviously, his young career. The New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, and rookie quarterbacks, we all know how it goes. 45-0, to zero, disaster. Anthony Lynn, still the head coach. Nobody knows why. But here we go. Start your quarterbacks against Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, in twice in three games, have made Taysom Hill look like the potential future franchise quarterback for the Saints. And we all know that he is not capable of being that. But the Falcons' defense, who you'd think, like, you you just played this guy. You just played him. Who loses twice to Taysom Hill? Uh, The Falcons do. And that's why you start Justin Herbert here. And on the flip side... Todd Gurley, I hate him. He's benchable. Brian Hill, I hate him. He's benchable. Julio Jones didn't practice on Wednesday, but he'll probably try to play through it on Sunday. But, like, do you feel good about it? Probably not. I doubt it. Calvin Ridley is, like, he's good, but he hasn't been, like, your league-winning receiver that he was the first six weeks of the season. So, I like, Matt Ryan, is he the future of Atlanta? Probably not. I'm, like, out on this whole Falcons offense, even though the Chargers defense is not good at all. I feel like this is a huge bounce-back week for the Chargers. I'm all in on Herbert and his weapons, and I'm all out on the other side, even though it could be a shootout. I think it is something. a shootout because these the Chargers make everything at least a one-score game unless they get absolutely demolished by the Patriots. It's it's never like they hold the other team to zero points. It's either a crazy shootout or they get demolished. That's it. Well, since the start 16, of the season. 16-13 Bengals week one, I think. Yeah. 16-13 Bengals? Yeah. Since the start of the season, I have been trying to convince Greenlaw that Anthony Lynn is a bad head coach, and he <laughs> yeah, all right. that he isn't. 
And he always comes to the defense of Anthony Lynn. And at this point, I think that it's over. Greenlaw, you have to admit that Anthony Lynn is a bad head coach. He's one of the worst head coaches ever. And I would, I think that Raheem Morris, like Jonathan Bourne said in a chat, is going to keep fooling the Falcons into keeping him as an actual head coach. And they're going to win this game against the Chargers because the Anthony Lynn sucks, contrary to what Greenlaw thinks. Well, I've never thought Anthony Lynn was a good coach. I Zach do. and Bourne have both tried to convince me that he's somewhat okay, and he's obviously terrible. The only thing I've ever thought Anthony Lynn could do semi-decently is barbecue, as evidenced on Hard Knocks, but that's, that's it. That's the only thing that Anthony Lynn has ever done correctly because he, he is a horrible – yeah, and as far as the Falcons, their defense, Raheem Morris was their I – mean, he's done everything for them. He's been their wide receivers coach. He's been their defensive coordinator. And But if you let Taysom Hill throw a touchdown against you, look for the Chargers. Every single player on their team could throw a touchdown because if Taysom Hill can do it, anyone can do it. Look for the punter to throw a touchdown. All right, Taysom Hill's elite. You're all just going to have to get on board that Sean – he's has not lost the game. And Sean Payton is going to love him some Taysom Hill as the years go forward. Let me just say this. I hated Taysom Hill a lot less this week when he made Kamara and Michael Thomas fantasy relevant for me. Thank God. I just want to say this about Taysom Hill and Sean Payton. Sean Payton last year without Drew Brees coached his Saints team to a 5-0 and streak. And there was a lot of bullshit. They, like, blocked a bunch of punts and scored touchdowns on defense and, like, a lot of crazy shit happened. But 5-0 and is 5-0. and And this year without Drew Brees, it was like, there is no way that they can go 3-0 and or more without Drew Brees. And here they are, 3-0. and Drew Brees doesn't look like he's going to play this week. We'll get to the Saints. Do we already? Yeah, we'll get to the Saints in a bit. But, I mean, they're probably going 4-0 and because they're playing the Eagles. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Sean Payton, the best coach in the league, maybe. Yeah. They also played four horrible teams. They played the Broncos. Yeah, and they, they played, played the Falcons twice, and now they get the the Jalen Hurts Eagles. Yeah. And they did the same yeah, thing. But the last Falcons year. were like four and one or five and one. And their only loss is to the New Orleans Saints. Under so I want to talk Morris, Just saying. I, ter- I future I to permanent Warren. coach. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Warren Sharp <laughs> talked about this on his podcast a few weeks ago when Taysom Hill was first named the starter. The last year. The big sharp betting groups bet against the Saints five weeks in a row without Drew Brees because they were like, there's no way they can keep winning without Drew Brees. Five weeks in a row, of course they do. And this year he said the same sharp groups are fully against the Saints with Taysom Hill, and they've been betting against them every week. Stop betting against Taysom Hill. Stop betting against the Drew Breesless Saints because they're going to cover and they're going to win. I'm just mad I can't stick Taysom and Titan in anymore like I could that one week and just really. I know it was amazing. There. Bring it, it was back. Amazing. It was beautiful. So, and that comment in the chat at the top really hurt my feelings because it's probably going to be true. He's he's leaving the Titans at some point. Arthur Smith has been great, but he's going to end up as a head coach somewhere else. And that just that just hurts my feelings. Thanks thanks for bringing me down a notch. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I don't know if this is true for what it's worth. I, no, no, I don't know, but it, he may be he may be losing. So we got a five games left to go through, but let's let's take a break from the games and go through some questions because we do have some piled up here and get to those and get the people what they want. So let's go to the first one we have in the chat saved up here. Corey Davis or Mike Evans from Texas Titans Senior. I'm sure no relation. So Texas Titans Senior is my dad. He didn't want to come off as my dad with an obvious Jay Graver in there, so he changed his well, name. Jay Graver's all-star of his live show. Man. 
Wow. I mean, you guys I both just, just threw Jay under the bus, and I, I really don't appreciate that. He went and created an account to maintain anonymity, and you guys no, just, he just like, changed his up. name. All you I guys are like WikiLeaks. I look. I just exactly, stitches. exactly, Ryan. I want to give him the recognition he deserves for always being a, va a valued listener and watcher. I mean, he's right and, behind. You. No, he's actually he's gone. He's he's out of town this tonight. But Corey Davis, how do you bench Corey Davis? I mean, Mike Evans is a pretty good play too. But how do Mike you bench Evans Corey is Davis? playing the Vikings? That would be the argument there. Yeah, and he's they both have amazing matchups. They do. And Chris Godwin also, his fingers kind of messed up. We don't know how healthy he is. But the thing is, yeah, like, he, Brady, the he loves now. throwing to Brown. Oh, but he's still questionable today on the injury report. So, well, I think I that's know. just because I, he actually, like, mispracticed because he got the pins out. Hmm, that could be it. That could be it. Well, I, um, I'm 99% sure. I said that Corey Davis going to have a big game. Roll with that. Corey Davis. How do you how do you bench Corey Davis after last week? 12 targets, 11 yeah. catches, career high, 182 yards. Because it's going to be an A.J. Brown game. That's how it, it is, right? I mean, like, actually, AJ Brown dropped some balls. That's what I yeah. think it's going to be, Zach. Yeah. All right. I, I don't think, I think at this point, in your, if you're in the fantasy season, I want to know who else you got on your team, right? Because, like, I can see both these guys should be wide in your wide receiver slot. Who else is on your team? Bay Javer. <laughs> If you swap the J and the G, it becomes. No, Dave I just Raver. came up with a different name. I did what I wanted to. No, we're not doing He's that. making oh, an no. alias for the alias. Gosh, you guys just will not let him have his, you know, anonymity. I just can't believe it. All right, question for Mark here: uh, Andrews or Tanyan this week? Um, I hate Titans. Yeah, I hate Robert Tanyan well, seems like Tanyan. He seems very consistent now. Yeah. I, that that and... would be my pick too. I feel like players coming off COVID are like, give them a week before you throw them in your lineup, right? Also, like, yeah. Lamar Jackson stinks, right? We're all pro Aaron. Also, Rodgers, Luke Wilson. Lamar Jackson. I don't, Luke Wilson I don't was a lock to get two freaking catches I, in the I can't end do it. I, You know, I put it behind me last night when I went to bed. We're not talking about Luke Wilson. <laughs> I think these are his other options. Devontae Adams. Well, he might, have, he might have the McCaffrey spot open. Yeah, I mean, the McCaffrey and Swift spot may both be open. Yep. I would be, you guys start Devontae Adams. I would be starting Devontae Adams, Corey Davis. I'd put him in this order. Adams, Davis, and, Davis and um, who do you Evans. say? Evans. And right here, Swift, and then McCaffrey's probably not even playing. Yep. Yeah. So Swift did practice. On Wednesday. Good practice, okay. Good for him, though, making the playoffs, even though he his first overall pick has not been playing almost the entire year. He's a top scorer in the league without it, McCaffrey. Well, I heard that Bay's son, his name is Tustin. Tustin sucked in the uh, family league this year. <laughs> well, I heard. So I heard he only my... he only beat out the uh, grandpa. And his yeah. uncle. That's what I heard. <laughs> All right. I'm going with Chase Claypool here because how do we trust DeAndre Swift? At the same time, if DeAndre Swift right. plays, Green Bay's run defense is garbage, so you should play him. 100% you pay ch play Chase Claypool. You just got to. The, you yeah. can't risk the Chase Claypool's the number one wide receiver in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense 
Doesn't matter what the stats say. He is the number one guy. Doesn't matter about, what about the, snap the snaps. Game. It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter about the snap. <laughs> That's I, the only thing that matters. <laughs> no, just because Mike Tomlin is an idiot about Juju Smith-Schuster, they've literally came out this week and said, if you can't catch it, you're not playing. Chase Claypool snaps will get back up to where they should be because that's why they lost this last week. I agree with that. I do agree with that. I would pick that too. Also, it seems like Adrian Peterson is vulturing touchdowns left and right here in Detroit. It's Swift play. We don't know. I'll say about Swift is yes, like you said, less worry about Peterson, but also Swift's coming off a concussion and he had a mystery illness late in the week, which may or may not have been concussion related because sometimes the the head injuries just linger, linger there. So I, I just would monitor him throughout the week. But I think that I think Claypool is the safe one here. So we have a, a next question here, and I can't read it because uh, my screen is frozen. Why do fantasy for real life DSTs vary in form throughout the season as compared to offense? I'll take this one. Yeah. I got to be so calm. Sure. Because Go ahead. the <laughs> think about an offense, you know, if you lose any position on offense, the overall form can usually play well together unless you lose your quarterback the defense like injuries can decimate a defense if you have one weak link at cornerback then a opposing team can just go after it but then there's so much schematic changes you can do on defense to attack an opposing offense or to get exposed yourself which can lead to downturns so I feel like there's this ability for defenses to like come together and just start playing better or to fall apart and become exposed much differently than there is with an offense which i think is can be more based on playmakers making plays ryan you're the coach why don't you tell us what you think it's just it, you know on offense if, if your starting receiver goes down and you usually don't change your scheme up too much because you've got other playmakers you've got other things now if the starting quarterback goes down that's a little different because things you have a different kind of skill set so you said it's but that's the, the case though but if you like you said you had a corner goes down the team's going to attack that corner and they're going to try to attack your weaknesses so it just it just can vary throughout depending on what's going on depending on the highs and lows and then the team may be rough against rushing anyway and then they lose their best run block run uh defender and then it's just it's just going to be ugly at that point in time and offenses usually travel in situations like this especially in a covid short season it's just it's just a more ad advantageous for offenses it seems a little more simple put together i mean look what i mean the titans versus the colts for example you know the colts not a bad defense they they lose deforce buckner and then the titans just run rampant over them the entire game nobody on the colts could stop them now i, I think the colts probably probably a little better they're obviously better with Buckner than they are that's just one player that was out on their defensive line and the Titans look uh, even though they have a good run game they looked really 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 good against them there so that's just one like small example I can think of there another I thing can take the, uh, matchups yeah and go matchups, in about like, matchups go ahead go ahead Casey. well I was just gonna say like you can play like six weeks of of the season and think that a defense is really good, but you don't really know how good the rest of the teams are yet. And if they got some like a bunch of turnovers or a bunch of sacks that led to like a defensive touchdown or really good field position, that that can inflate your stats over a small sample size and make you think a uh, average or bad defense is way better than they are. Sorry, yep. Rob, you go ahead. No, I was going to say he has a follow up. He says Pats for sneaky playoff defense, and because of the matchups, I think absolutely they have. The, the Patriots play the Rams this week. Goff stinks against them. They play Miami the next week. Bill Belichick owns rookie oh, quarterbacks. Owns them. He's like 40 he, and 5 or something like yep. that. It's something then, ridiculous. Then he gets Buffalo in the championship game, and Josh Allen is horrible against Bill Belichick. So I think that is an absolute 
absolutely great fantasy defense for the playoffs. And yeah. they might be unrostered just based off where they're ranked. Maybe. Yeah. Next question up. We've got Melvin Gordon or Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Chubb. Nick Never Chubb. Melvin. But Melvin Gordon plays the Panthers and their run defense has been really bad all year. Nick Chubb. And he had like 8.7 yards per carry. He was the second highest leading rusher last week behind Wayne Gallman. Better yards means, per carry than Wayne Gallman. That means that he will have a bad game this week because this is a Philip Lindsay game against the Carolina Panthers. You're right. Nick Chubb all day, baby. <laughs> all right. We got Chark or Lamb. Chark. Chark. The Titans Chark. defense yeah. is garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Chenault is questionable, limited in practice. So I don't know how good he's going. Stay as far away from you can as the, the Titans defense. I, I single it out. Stay the hell away from their secondary. Good Lord. Yeah. Shark is getting, Shark is getting the most opportunities here, though. If no, Adore Adore's back, be, even if he's he not going to be back, back this week, he's not in. playing this week. Let's let's he's not going to play this week. If he was, he's he hasn't practiced in over a month. He was he's limited today. He, they're going to limit him on Wednesday. He's going to be limited again on Thursday. We'll see what happens on Friday. And then next week is the week to look for Adore to come back. Just saying. He hasn't Adore, practiced in so long. He's going to have to ramp up. And Mike Adore Lennon loves back. to take shots, so you only need a couple plays here for it to pay off anyway. Yeah. And did you see that catch Chenault had last week, the first touchdown they scored? That was targeted to Chark. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Adams, McCaffrey. Oh, wait, you skipped one. No, that's no, just, that was just three. Yeah, I apologize. Yes, yeah, so a pick three: Ridley, Jefferson, Brown, Chubb. Good lord, Anderson or Claypool? These are this is one person league. Your team I mean, is stacked. Any of those three are good. Any three of those are fine. You're good. Yes. Right? No, I don't think that's true. I I'm going Jefferson. I think there's the definitive answer, and the definitive answer is Jefferson Brown Chubb. That's actually true because yeah, Ridley. I, I just talked about how he's been like good but not great. Anderson is the only receiver, which means like he could go off, but could key on him. And then Claypool, you're kind of like hoping he catches a pass and is playing a lot. You're kind of hoping that Tomlin stays true to his word. And that that's what it all boils down to with the head coach. And And, it may just be a Deontay. Listen, Deontay Johnson may just blow up this week. Who knows? And if we've learned anything throughout this season on this show, it's that anytime a head coach says something, they are fucking lying. We talked about coach speak like episode one or whenever we did that. So it just it's just it's tough to read. Sometimes. Especially Bruce Arians. That guy yeah. is Bruce liar Arians, number one. Noted liar. Pete Carroll told us that Chris Carson, they were gonna feed Chris Carson, and Carlos Hyde out touched him like 16 to 9. And we were all over Chris Carson's props that night, and it was bullshit. We knew Pete Carroll was a liar though, all the way back to USC. So that's, that's not new news. <laughs> liar and a briber. <laughs> Oh, good grief. So pick three as well. AJ Brown, Michael Thomas, Stefan Diggs, Robert Woods, and Ju- Justin Jefferson. I'm assuming pick Are your one. running backs even good? Like, <laughs> you guys got to get better competition they, in your leagues, man. Zero RB strategy, yeah. and I love it. Uh, Brown, uh, Justin Jefferson. Is- all these receivers? What the hell? Brown, Diggs, I'm Jefferson. Going- Browns, Diggs, Jefferson, for sure. I'm not yeah. trusting Robert Woods against the Bill Belichick defense, and I'm never trusting Taysom Hill, even though Michael Thomas has been pretty good three weeks in a row. Brown, Diggs, Jefferson, all the way. Yeah, for sure. All right. That's How all the, the questions. How the hell do you get all these receivers? Good grief. Like, I, I I, was lucky if I could get one of those guys in my drafts this year. Well, good Jefferson Lord. was so probably... Let's go, let's go back in this game. 
I bet people picked him up. Yeah, true. I mean, maybe two, but I'm just that's my point. I think so. Twelve team league running backs well, are Henry Gurley. Yikes! But wow. he's been uh, what a fantasy RB two this year. Quite a fantasy team that he's got. Yeah, but Gurley is. Think about this. Henry's got to be his first pick, right? Like Henry's his first pick in that, and then going down through these receivers, all these. Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas probably in the second. Stephon yeah. Diggs in the third. Robert Woods in the fourth. AJ Brown in the fifth. That's my guess. That's all of his wide receivers were like ADP of the second round. So that's yeah. cool. so, well, Did you I mean, keep or trade for any of these receivers? Let us know in the chat, and we'll yeah, talk about know. it. Yeah, exactly, because that's that's a heck of a draft if you pulled that off, unless it's like a four-team league, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so let's get let's get back into the game. Kind of rapid fire here. And Waller. Get... All right, stop Lord bragging. And stop bragging. Lord. Congratulations. Better league. You guys, yeah. roster baiting over here right on air. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get the Washington football team at San Francisco 49ers. Zach. Uh, this is easy. The Good. Washington red running backs sit. The San Francisco defense start. This is pretty simple. If Antonio Gibson is out, it's over for this team versus San Francisco. <laughs> because the not so fun stat of the game that I've trademarked, Kyle Shanahan sucks. Antonio Gibson is injured. There you go. That's your analysis. That's all you need. Let me tell you something. Peyton Barber sucks. Hold on. Sorry. Something popped up and it really uh, freaked me out. Antonio, uh, my God. Uh, I just want to get the team name. They're the yeah. Red Running Backs. Yeah, <laughs> Red Running Backs. Listen, Washington sucks. Antonio, if Peyton Barber's gone and then you have um, J- J.D. McKissick, just fuck it. Just fuck this team. It's not going to win versus San Francisco defense. And here's what happens. San Francisco defense and San Francisco uh, will go up and down, up and down in the defensive rankings. This is an up game. Just start him. I love it. <laughs> McKissick Everyone's has had be... a pretty high floor, though, because of his receptions. He had 10 last week. I know the points weren't there, but if you're in PPR, he's got a really high floor. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I lost someone. Sorry about that. So let's let's move here. No, you know why. Come on. <laughs> let's go with the Cowboys and Bengals. Or, or I think someone said Beagles earlier on the show. I have to go back and see the YouTube yeah. on that one. If it was really yeah, Beagle. The, the, uh, the Cowboy versus, Cowboys versus the Beagles. My start is either T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. If T. Higgins doesn't play, start Tyler Boyd. Uh, Cowboys are an absolute mess on defense. They can't cover anybody. Boyd, in an interview today, said that it doesn't look like the Cowboys are communicating in their secondary at all. Uh, Higgins has been really solid with Brandon Allen, so if he's out, that's why I'm saying pivot to Boyd, but I like both of these guys. Um, and then my sit is Zeke Elliott. He has been a absolute bust in every single game except for one since Dak got hurt. Um, Did you watch Tuesday night's game? Yeah, I watched. Uh, I'm not trusting that guy with the playoffs on the line. That's fair. That's out. out. Outliers is what I guess Greenlaw's going for. And, uh, you know, I, for whatever reason, my stupid brain thought Boyd was going to be suspended for this game because he ejected from the last game for fighting. I don't, I don't know what world planet I'm I'm on. That's cool. So, he actually gets bonus points if you're in a fantasy league that gives, you know, that, points for fighting and things like that. Points, yeah. isn't points, per, points per punch is what they call mm-hmm. the, that league. PPP. This isn't Mello's football league that he. This is like the only time the rest of this year that the Cowboys are going to be favored in a game. So that's the only hesitation I have is that maybe they do just run it with Zeke as much as possible. 
And Zeke looked so hungry for the end zone on that one goal line carry. It was like third. First of all, they handed it off to him like three times a before Cooper's touchdown. <laughs> he's, he's he's approaching lineman status pretty quickly. That dude's got a little less Cabo drinks and a little more sit-ups, please, in the offseason, sir. Anyway. Well, the Bengals have also been kind of decent against running backs this year, which is what played into this. They've been 15th in the league as far as fantasy points allowed. So because of that, and Zeke has had such a bad track record this year without Dak, felt like a solid pick. Yeah. Just an update. Brandon says he traded someone, Aaron Jones, Henry, and Benny Snell for Thomas Waller and Gurley. Somebody listen to me, baby. I traded Aaron Jones while you still could. I don't know if that was because of me, but good job. <laughs> you, <laughs> and he had a great week for. last week. Well, yeah, that you, was his first I mean, good you got game. Waller. Yeah. Waller you got Waller. A better week. Half a hundred. Jesus, Pete. I, I still can't get over it. Every, every single scoreboard it looks like really waller again waller well son of a bitch anyway yeah. so let's go through i know we've talked a lot about the saints and the eagles already tonight graver do you have anything extra to give us because we've, we've talked about Taysom hill we've talked about how Wentz sucks and hurts is probably going to be in a body bag but he's going to play and we'll see what happens there do you have anything to add that we have not talked about in this matchup absolutely start the saints if you're lucky enough to get them because they're scoring a touchdown we covered like this game, though. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh, they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in 50 games. 5-0. Does anybody they haven't played Derrick Henry. Does, yeah, they did. They played him uh, last year. Does anyone take... No, they didn't. Derrick Henry oh, he didn't play. Down. Oh, he sat. That's right. Does anyone want to take a bet that Miles Sanders would be the first one to go off 100 yards? Absolutely not. I'm benching every single Eagle I own. I think this is one of those 38-3 type wins for the Saints. Maybe not that big, but that, they beat the Bucks 38-3, okay? They're going to murder Jalen Hurts. They're going to destroy this Eagles offensive line. They're getting Taron Armstead back for their own offensive line. This game is over. Don't even kick it off. Just save everyone the trouble. I'm going to look like a fool if this doesn't happen, but the Saints are winning by 20 points. Well, the Saints going into the uh, Falcons game, until they gave up a touchdown to the Falcons, they hadn't given up a touchdown in their last 42 drives. That's absurd. And I can't imagine the Jalen Hurts Eagles are going to somehow change all of that for their defense. But I will say, Dallas Goddard, garbage time. Roll that one out. That's the only one. Fair enough. I, I agree with that, too, because they – He's going to look for him late in that game to try to get something going as well. Um, Zach, I'm going to let you, I'm actually go uh, last here. You've got, since you've got one more game to talk about, I'm going to, I'm going to pull my Ravens and Browns up if that's okay. That way we'll give you the, uh, the final say here and the final rant. Uh, and, and you're, you know, nobody's going to like either one of these based on how we've talked about these teams tonight, but my, my start for the, for the Ravens and for whatever reason, I think he's getting a little bit of the swag back. I think that he looked, decent last week i just think that he is very beatable and horrible and lamar jackson it makes that offense go he's found he's finally connecting with hollywood brown deep i think this is going to be a pretty good game for lamar jackson i think he's gonna get loose a little bit and i think you need to put your doubts aside and roll him in there on the flip side of this vince baker mayfield i think that this was a red herring for his, his performance with the titans he doesn't get the titans again i think the ravens are going to get after him and he's going to be he's going to have a bad game he's going to be on the downward slope with his regression cycle like it always goes uh, everyone loves us baker does terrible people doubt us he gets pissed off he does good everyone loves us he does terrible he's he's going down on that terrible slope now 
I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be great, but I agree with everything else you said. Yeah, fine. It, it, it's fine. I knew you wouldn't gonna like it, so whatever. That's why I also want to not be the last before sack. <laughs> I agree on the Baker stuff. I mean, the yeah. Browns haven't played the Ravens close in literally in mm-hmm. years. So at least, at least, at least y'all halfway like what I said there. So uh, let's go on, Zach. Finish this up here with the last game. We haven't talked about the Packers and the Lions. You got to start the Lazard King, and you got to sit slash start Marvin Jones, and I'll get into that in a second. Alan Lazard is uh, back in the lineup since coming back from his first game. Uh, he will first game back forty six percent. And then he jumped up to 69%, which is very nice. Nice. Last week. I expect this week he'll be around the 80% range, which is his normal one. Since coming back, he's averaged five targets per game. I know that hasn't been great, but we're talking about the Detroit Lions and Aaron Rodgers still looking his way. And they are giving up the ninth most or eighth most fantasy points for fantasy wide receivers. This is going to be a good old-fashioned shootout with the Bevel effect offense happening in Detroit. And here's the problem with that. Marvin Jones, if Kenny Galladay is playing, you got to sit him. But if there is no Kenny Galladay, you have to play Marvin Jones. It's that simple. You just have to. Don't overthink it. Put Marvin Jones in. Doesn't matter. Just do it. And the Jake from State Farm stat of the week is... Aaron Rodgers has thrown two or more touchdowns in 16 games out of 21 versus the Lions. However, on the flip side, Matt Stafford has thrown 12 of nine, oh, the same uh, two plus touchdowns, 12 of 19 games. And Matt Stafford has been cooking lately. He has He's been cooking. Really, bevel really good. effect. The bevel effect. How dare Matt you, Tricia. As you did a few weeks ago. How dare you, sir? I've never doubted Matt Stafford. We've never doubted this Graver. JG is the you only one who's been out on the. JG is the only one who's been out on this. And you were down I, on Stafford two weeks ago. Not me. I will. I will put it in stone that Stafford is not a top twelve quarterback this week. Bring it. I'll take it. Stafford's we'll take my guy. He's a top Packers twelve win quarterback for the season nine. now. That's a long sound effect. I'll uh, take yeah. it as well. Are we writing Uh-oh. down the way? Yeah, we yeah. are. The chat okay, is taking I'm... them down too. Yeah, yeah you guys got it. Because I have not been paying whatsoever to them. So I, I don't that, that wraps up for our games. I don't see any more questions in the chat giving us the sad news of somehow he had uh, Ridley, Thomas, Godwin, and Jefferson and still didn't do very well this year. So that sucks. Sometimes you just you draft smart. It just doesn't work out based on how a player season go. It just happens to be the majority of your receivers didn't have a bulk of their season really good. So that sucks. But there's no looks like there's no question in this chat. We're going to wrap it up then if that's the case. Thank you all for joining us for our second ever live show. We're having a lot of fun with this. Look for us to come back next week and do this as well. Get those, those questions ready for that second round of the playoffs. If you're coming off your buy off a of one or two seed and you really don't want to be embarrassed by one of those lower seeds who are, who are getting hot at the right time, come back and ask the tough questions. We'll dive into them. I may have some of my own. Uh, head on over to broadwaysportsmedia.com. Check out our merch store. Buy yourself a sweater. It looks very comfortable, Zach. Get yourself some – uh, some t-shirts and jg's doing something with his hands i don't really know what that is because he's frozen on my screen yeah he's just frozen that's that's that's, that's awesome <laughs> that's what he's doing so, awesome. 
<laughs> so also check out Zach and uh, JG on Fantasy Overtime on Sunday for the important last minute sit start advice. It's a great show. Get your questions in there. Ninety nine really just- success rate, by the way. Yeah, it's a good one. I even it's 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 intoxicating because even when I've been on there, I've been right. So there's something about that show. We come on there, we give great advice. So check that out as well. It's because we don't do any preparation. It's just gut feeling, and that's ultimately what wins you fantasy football championships. Yeah. No overthinking. We do have a just, we do have a late submission for a question, and I think the answer has to be Jalen Hurts. Yes, Jalen Hurts, oh boy, Jalen Hurts. Well, please never start. But please never start Colt McCoy in fantasy football. Hook him, baby. Yeah, please don't. No. I no. feel so Horns sorry down. for him. Hook him I last mean, week, covered a game, and increased his league worst in since Super Bowl era cover uh, percentage. How many fantasy points did he get? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> he does. It, it does absolutely. In a fantasy matter. football podcast, he does. <laughs> Boom! Gershon Fredericks is a fan of the fantasy overtime. Thank you, Gershon. Don't listen to JG, though, because he doesn't care about fantasy points. I only care about sports betting. <laughs> 10 and 4 against the spread last week, baby. Yeah, Except for 0 and 5 at BroadwayBets.com. <laughs> Don't read the best bets. Fade the best bets. Listen to my against the spread picks. Yeah, come to the fantasy overtime. It's a good. It's a good time. If I if my kids aren't bothering me too much, I join as well and try to get my questions. And also, I enjoy that show very much. Much like I enjoy this show. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it as well. Check out check out Broadway also Broadway TN on Twitter. And that's gonna wrap it up for this this week. Thanks for joining. Thanks for t- chiming in with questions. Come back next out with us. We'll have some fun. And and we may if you want to bring Titans questions, do that as well. We'd we'll love to dive into them and just just shoot the shit with y'all. So thank y'all so much. We'll see you next time. A Broadway Sports Media Production.